1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad 630 CHED and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 CHED. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you St. Louis. Tonight's a game night. The Edmonton Oilers and the St. Louis Blues. As a result, our face-off show will begin at 4.30. Puck drop at 6 o'clock. This game is being nationally broadcast across the uh, United States on NBC as well. Mike Emmerich, uh, Eddie Olchuk, and Brian Boucher in St. Louis to do uh, tonight's game. So lots of discussion around where the Oilers are at right now. In the second hour of Oilers Now, it's brought to you by our title-sponsored Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex, keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all your office technologies. In this hour, uh, in the back half hour, uh, we will get to our direct uh, work where... Uh, audio vault with uh, Ken Hitchcock. We'll also hear from Milan Lucic and St. Albert Product and uh, St. Louis Blues defenseman Colton pareco Coming up from the Athletic will be Daniel Nugent Bowman, and we brought Daniel on partially because he's actually been in Bakersfield, and we're going to have a bit of a conversation about how legitimate the Oilers' future wave is in terms of their young prospects in their organization. Sort of a discussion on the here and now, and maybe where the team might be going, uh, moving forward. You can reach out to us on our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline, 780-49-60063 again. They've got 5440 December 29th at the River Creek Resort and Casino. And you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest volume dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. We are on Twitter, at letters Now. My personal handle is Bob Underscore Stoffer, Brendan Escott, who's a big part of the show, is at Brendan Escott. Without further ado, pleased to be joined on the line by Daniel Nugent Bowman of the Athletic. Uh, he came to Edmonton a couple months ago. Daniel, how you doing? I'm going well, Bob. How are you? Good. So you're getting uh acclimated with uh climatized with Edmonton?
1: Yeah, I'm uh fully ensconced in the snow and, and the uh the cold but uh wouldn't have it any other way i mean it is Canada after all so uh love being here and and it's been a great uh, first two or three months here on the beat
0: and you spent some time in saskatoon so it's i mean when i think of a city as close to edmonton as there is to me Saskatoon's one of those cities i mean it might not be quite the same size We have a lot of people from the province of saskatchewan working in alberta um uh, they tend to work pretty hard, so uh, they're, they're, I've always felt there's a good fit, so there's that natural sort of, uh, I guess, uh, and I know you went to Toronto, we won't hold that against you, but uh, <laughs> I think being in uh, Saskatchewan probably helped you out a bit, eh, preparing for and it? A lot, a lot
1: of Oilers fans in Saskatoon, so uh, uh, obviously not as many as there are here, but I uh, kind of knew what I was getting into in that sense because uh, Oilers talk is, uh, is it's pretty big in the province of Saskatchewan, and especially in the northern end in Saskatoon and up that way. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, it's just another another level of it here, but uh, well well addressed to it in the last uh, last few years for
0: sure. Yeah, you went uh, you went to a farm. We'll get some thoughts on that in a second. Uh, you also wrote a pretty extensive piece, sort of explaining where Peter Sharelli came from and spoke to some of the people that have influenced Peter and been involved in Peter's life for a while. So that was pretty interesting. But the first question I have for you. Uh, were you surprised? Uh, you know, Tom McClellan is a former Saskatoon blade. He's a Saskatchewan guy. Were you surprised the Oilers made the coaching change when they did?
1: Uh, yes and no. I mean, there had been whispers. Uh, you know, the previous you know couple. I should say week or week or two uh, before he was relieved. I, uh, so the fact that he was on the hot seat wasn't a surprise. It was a surprise in the sense that they had—I uh, mean, I, I saw them at the airport on my, on my, on my way down to, to California—and so he was on, obviously, on the trip, and, and they fired him in the morning of the game uh, in San Jose. So that—that that to me was a bit of a surprise that they would. Um, uh, you know, Peter Chiarelli and the management team would would allow him to go down there only to, to fire him. So that, in that sense, the timing was a little odd. But uh, you know, the, the game in Calgary that got away from them a couple nights uh, before was was a tough one to take. And then they they were very, uh, you know, the, as I recall, like the last forty five minutes or so in that game against uh, Vegas was was not particularly great. So, uh, it, so in that sense, no, uh, I, I think. The writing was kind of on the wall, but again, the timing, just in terms of having him go down to San Jose, was a little bit uh, odd to me.
0: From your perspective, Daniel, have you noticed a difference in how they have played since Ken Hitchcock's become uh, the order head coach?
1: Yeah, I mean, the chances are down to me on on both and that's being the Oilers and uh, their opponents on a nightly basis. So uh, the reins have been tightened up a little bit defensively, and and obviously the the previous game uh, in Dallas uh, the other night uh, was particularly noticeable for the Oilers not having Connor McDavid in the lineup. I mean, a guy with that much speed and 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 obviously scoring ability uh, was was very noticeable not having him there. So uh, the Oilers look like they're more. Confident and competent defensive team, um, but uh, it'll take a, a little while here, I think, for the for the offense uh, to to kind of find its form. And uh, I, I mean, that's a, that's been a problem anyway, uh, uh, regardless of who's been the coach. Finding that secondary scoring, you kind of know that uh, McDavid and even Drysnyder are, are going to are going to produce offensively, um, but they will need obviously some secondary scoring here to to uh, make sure that they're they're doing well and uh, fighting toward a playoff spot here.
0: Tell me this from your perspective and you know, you're you're kinda of coming in from the outside and, and and now you're in the market. Do you think this is a playoff team?
1: I didn't think so coming into this season, but I mean they're right there and what works for them is that the division is, is so bad. Uh, I mean Calgary is, is has proven to be the top team so far, but uh, things can change and, and I, I think they're going to be right there in the mix with you know vegas and um I, I don't i don't think as highly as, as anaheim as maybe some uh, people do and maybe the record indicates so i would think it's a four-horse race between uh, calgary san jose um uh, edmonton and vegas for those three spots in the pacific um you know i, I think they'll be right there i i, I can't give you a, a definitive answer i'm, a, I'm a more bullish on them now that the coaching changes has, has been made and and than maybe I would have been in the past. Uh, but, uh, there, there, I mean, there, there's clearly, clearly some uh, holes on this roster that, that need to be addressed uh, on the wings and on defense and, and whatnot. So uh, I think they'll be right there. Uh, if I have to lean one way right now, I would I would probably say yes. But but uh, certainly, you can tell in tone of my voice, I'm not very convinced.
0: All right. So here, I'm going to say something that's probably going to surprise some of the listeners. Okay. Even though I'd not seen Miko Koskinen play more than once or twice, because I knew who was championing his cause, Koskinen's play to date has not surprised me, especially once I saw the work ethic and practice. Right? Once I saw how, you know, I know who was advocating for him, and once I saw how hard he was working. And, and I guess the only surprise for, for me was how bad he was early in the preseason, the first game in Calgary. He was awful. He got that first start. And the owners dressed mostly a rookie lineup that night. Uh, they still came back and won the game because they had scored Calgary and the Flames. had Their A-list groups over in China at that time. Um, but I'm not... I, I thought Koskinen would push Talbot hard. And, and that has occurred. So I'm not... This is going to sound crazy for the listeners. For me, the surprise has been... That Lucic hasn't been able to bounce back offensively. I thought Milan was going to be able to, uh, at least at this stage, maybe be at six goals and twelve points instead of sitting here at one goal and five points. So I'd like to get your thoughts. What what are the? So I'm not surprised by Koskinen, but I am surprised that Lucic hasn't been able to to sort of get his offensive game back. What's been uh, the biggest couple surprises for you? Well, I'll take the opposite view
1: on both of yours. Not to discredit you by any means, but I, I just kind of thought that uh, it would take a little while for Koskinen to, to readjust and reacclimate himself into the, the NHL after the you know six or sorry seven or eight year layoff, uh, right. obviously. And as he, as he mentioned, he was not very good in, in the preseason, and I think that's um, you know Tom McClellan and, and his uh, staff uh, when McClellan was coaching. I mean, it, it clearly didn't. Um, have very much confidence in them, in him in the sense that... For the uh,
0: first... Took, certainly it, for the first three weeks, they didn't have confidence. Exactly. It took him a
1: long time to get into the... To get a start, and that start was against Nashville. In Nashville, as kind of like being... uh lambs being thrown to the slaughter, so to speak. So yeah. uh, he's, he's full credit and full marks for the way he's played since then, but uh, it didn't... There were, it weren't too many positive signs early on to me anyway. Uh, as for Lucic, just watching him in the preseason, I, I just didn't get the sense that... I mean, obviously, I wasn't here last year and I wasn't watching as closely as I am now. But just looked like the hands and weren't weren't there. And his skating looks like it has, you know, gotten a little bit better. But to me, if you're talking about production alone, it just didn't seem like he had it in him. And I'm not, I can't say I'm overly surprised that you know that he, his production is what it is. He, I would, would have thought it would have been a little bit higher, but I'm not overly surprised that yeah. that uh, that he's he hasn't really broken through here this season. Um, any other kind of uh, things? I mean, I, I, I thought Kuliavi would make a bit more of a step, and I think he has a little bit under Ken Hitchcock, and I would I would expect that to kind of continue. But uh, to see him, especially after the preseason that he had, uh, you know, I think maybe this kind of shows what preseason really means here. But he was very strong in the preseason, and then just really hadn't, didn't carry it over much into the regular season. So that was a bit of a surprise to me to see the way his season has unfolded today.
0: Well, you know, it's funny with Luch because, you know, I I don't know what I – I think I might have predicted like 18 goals, 45 points or something. I might have been higher than that. I just didn't see the drop off. Like, you know, he's now at two goals in 73 games. And right now when you're watching him play, you're thinking, is this guy ever going to score another goal? And, mm-hmm. and and I, I, I you know and I thought based on his body of work in his career and I know how players like him depreciate over time right that's always been the the concern is those guys that were punchers the other parts of their game go and start to wear down and they have less of an ap- appetite to do that nasty stuff so I and and, and again in Costin's case and maybe it's just because I was privy to sort of who championed his cause um, so on Costin. On do you think he could be a number one goaltender in this league?
1: That's a tough one. Uh, I think the body of work uh, recently shows that it, it is possible, but obviously I think if you're, you know, the uh, Peter Shirelli management team, uh, you probably want to see a little bit more before you go offering him a multi-year extension sure. at probably a higher rate. So uh, I, I think the jury's still out on that one, to be honest. Um but I think, that, you know, there's there's a lot of positive aspects of his game, you know, the way he's played the first couple of months of the season since he's got that chance. Um, he's big, obviously a big guy and, and um, has, has played really well. So, I mean, that's kind of trending in the right direction. But, again, I would think you'd want to see a little bit more from him before you uh, go throwing a ton of money at him.
0: You know, you can tell what bounces back.
1: I think he does uh, to the point where, again, you're going to he's going to be a long-term Oiler or a number one on this team. I don't know, but I don't think that that you know he's going to have that you know eight eighty-eight you know below nine hundred save percentage for the rest of the year. You know, we've been talking about this a lot uh, amongst the, the you know the other reporters here in the sense that he hasn't particularly played. Badly, or, or but giving up terrible goals, he's just not really stopping those high quality chances that you know goaltenders need to make, uh, sure. you know, on on more than regular occasion to to help their teams win. So um, if he can stop a few more of those, that would obviously be helpful for him and the team. Uh, but I think you know next year you're going to see at least one different goaltender, and uh, maybe two. It, it kind of depends on what shakes down here the rest of the year, but. Um, I wouldn't think that that both of them will have the same any tandem, obviously, uh, in you know ten, ten, eleven months time.
0: It's funny because uh, Ken Hitchcock has drawn a comparable between Cam Talbot and Brian Elliott. My uh, sort of impression of Brian Elliott is that he's always been just a guy like, there's nothing. And, then you know, Talbot was fourth in the league in voting for the Vezina Trophy in 2016-17. Daniel Nugent-Boma joining us right now. He's from the Athletic. Bob Stauffer with you in the now. All right. So, there's two areas that are... And I do think the goaltending's better. Obviously, they got, you know, uh, three center options that are pretty impressive between David Dreisettle and Nugent Hopkins. Uh, but there's a lack of scoring of depth on the wings, and there is also a lack of puck-moving capability on the defense. That's where I'm going to go next. You were down in Bakersfield uh, I personally believe the Oilers are starting to build uh, the right sort of support network in place where they can have some players percolate the minors and push their way up over the next couple of years which is not going to appease the fans that want to win right now and I get that I, and I, I'm not preaching patience I'm just saying it's a different scenario than it's been in the past you were there did you get that feeling when you were down there as well
1: I did now I, I was there for one for one game, and it was not a particularly strong night for the for the blue liners, but again that's you know scouting one on one to not not go off one one viewing or anything like that, but I did have a chance to to talk to Jake Woodcroft at length, and he was very high and remains very high on uh, Ethan fair and uh, Caleb Jones and, and William Langison. And, and those are, are three pretty high-quality players that I think we're, we're, we're mostly talking about here. Um, Ethan Baer obviously has some NHL experience from last year and, and was very close to... Uh, he essentially, went over to, to Europe uh, and, and made the team, but uh, with, with some of the roster moves, late got, got sent back. And then Caleb Jones, I thought, had a very good um, training camp and, and preseason season before, before going down to, uh, to Bakersfield. And William Legison has experience playing in the, the Swedish Hockey League in a Men's League. So uh, I think you have three high-quality players there. Um, my only concern, I guess, about um, the farm team is I, I, I don't know. I, well, there are certainly a bunch of, of uh, good pros, um, guys that I think will, will make an impact with the Oilers. We're talking about guys like Tyler Benson. And um, and you know maybe, maybe even Cameron Hebig is a leading you know is a, sure. having a very strong rookie season, but I don't see any of these guys as, as you know high end you know uh, high end offensive players that will make a huge difference in that in that regard. Or what, what
0: about Yamamoto, who was down there when you were down there?
1: Yeah, sorry. I guess I'm thinking of him more more than as an Oiler. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Yamamoto uh, could be that guy. Obviously, as a, as a top six guy. So uh, excuse me on, on that one. Um, yeah, he obviously that again. One game. It wasn't a particularly strong game for him. But uh, he's he's uh, obviously a guy that in the last two years has shown that he can. He can kind of play up uh, with McDavid Mick, Mick, Mick and some high-quality offensive players. Uh, just kind of a fearless guy around the net and, and, and works hard in the corners and things of that nature. So I think he's a player that that could kind of work his way up and down the lineup. Um, uh, but given his his size, I don't know if we'll see uh, you know a 40-goal or player out of him. But a constant uh, consistent you know 20 to 25 score goal score yeah. would be, would be a really good. Which is for
0: a for top six players. forward in the, the NHL today. 20-25. Uh, that is, I guess here, here's the thing. Like we we look at Bakersfield and the depth in the Oilers organization. and If I were to rank the Oilers' top five prospects currently not playing in the NHL, I would have Bouchard number one, mm-hmm. uh, Yamamoto two, McLeod three, Persson uh, uh, four. It's currently played in Sweden. I might have I might have Jones as high as five, just because he can skate. He's playing the right side. Um, you know, and I, I'm. And we'll have to wait and see on person, but you know, I, it's it's interesting to see where this group is at because they've got some other guys like Maximov that people are excited into. So, I guess time will tell on that front.
1: Yeah, and I I think you're right in the sense that maybe some of those the well, Bakersfield again is is getting more and more uh, stocked with with uh, quality players. I think the the more high end guys like. Um, uh, and Bouchard are, are playing away from, from Bakersfield in, in junior hockey. I think it was a very good uh, taste of the NHL for Bouchard's a goal. Um, he looked pretty competent. I know he wasn't playing you know, against the top lines or playing even a lot of, uh, you know, getting a lot of minutes, but he was slowly kind of finding a stride, and then ultimately they decided uh, to send him uh, down to, back to junior where he's playing a ton with um with london and and obviously will almost certainly play a prominent role uh with canada's world junior team so as a late birthday uh he can become a pro next year and uh uh you know this this year could be a really big uh, stepping stone for him to to you know play a you know bottom pairing or, or even maybe as high as a second pairing role with the oilers next year
0: all right daniel how do people follow you on twitter
1: uh, just follow me at, at DNB Sports and and uh, to keep checking out the uh, the Athletic
0: for for more content from us. All right, great stuff. Thanks for your time.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you,
0: Bob. You bet. That's Daniel Nugent Bowman with the Athletic. It is uh, 1.25 in Edmonton. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood Cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. Can Hitchcock, Milan, Lucic, Colton, Pareco still to come on Oilers Now after a global news, weather, traffic update with Carrie McCarthy. This is Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon.